What's up, everybody? This is Dan from The Greatest Story Ever Played. Uh, welcome to this episode of SideQuest. If this is uh, your first time here, what SideQuest is, is there just, um, I don't know, episodes that don't really belong on the main podcast, The Greatest Story Ever Played. The main podcast is a book club style uh, podcast that each episode is an in-depth look at a video game. We'll, you know, do a recap, talk about what we thought about it, all of that sort of stuff. Um, but I do like things that aren't video games as well, and so sometimes I'd want to talk about them. So SideQuest is sort of that outlet for things that might be fun to hear about or engage with, but just don't really belong on that main feed. So that's what SideQuest is, and today specifically, I'm going to be talking about The Walking Dead Season 1, the TV series. And this came up because I've found myself re-watching the series, uh, just kind of feeling uh, out of it and tired and stuff with quarantine, um, less motivation, stuff like that. So I've found myself watching more TV than I typically do, and I just stumbled into re-watching this show. And to give a little background um, on the show and me, I guess, is I'm a huge Walking Dead TV show fan, um, or Walking Dead in general, I guess, but Walking Dead TV show fan, but I also came in, I don't know, partway through, so I binge-watched uh, season one through the first part of season five, um, so I didn't start watching The Walking Dead live until the middle of season five, so there was a lot that I, you know, just watched on Netflix in a short span, and then ever since then, I've been watching it week by week live, and and still do that today, and I'm still super into Walking Dead. Um, but with that, I have gone back and I've watched specific episodes over the years, um, and even watched certain like sections of the show, like watching a, a couple episode stretch or different things like that. I've gone back and done that, but I've never done a full rewatch of watching every single episode from beginning to end, all of that. This is the first time I've ever done that. And yeah, as it as it was kind of going, I posed to Twitter, would people be interested in hearing my thoughts on this stuff? Uh, people seemed into it, and it seemed like a fun thing to do. So what I'm going to do for uh, this episode, and uh, I, I think I'll probably do the future seasons, Unless no one likes it at all, I guess. But um, if, if people are into it, yeah, I'll probably just keep going, doing the seasons. Um, and what I'm going to do is each episode, I'm going to pull out 10 highlights from the season. Things that I liked, that stood out, were noteworthy, any of that. And so if you want like a full in-depth recap or bigger things like that, uh, I would go find an actual Walking Dead podcast. Um, the Talking Dead is my favorite one, personally. That's the one I listen to. Um, but I would go check one out for that for the more in-depth. This is me kind of doing a, a quick highlights type deal of each season, kind of season by season, what I thought, things that stood out, any of that stuff. So, um, yeah, that that's kind of format, where we're headed, all of that. And, um, yeah, I guess with that, we'll get into my 10 highlights. First highlight or thing that stood out to me is... The show has an amazing pilot. Uh, there's only a couple characters in it. You know, it's mostly Rick by himself, kind of figuring this new world out, meeting a few people along the way. And what's so great about this pilot is it 
really feels like a movie. It's a longer episode. I think it's an hour 10 or hour 15. It's it's a bit longer. And it really just sets the series up, uh, which is a pretty cool way to begin a series. You know, The Walking Dead is envisioned as the, the zombie story that never ends, you know. In a movie, you've got, you know, everything with zombies contained in two hours or something. Instead here, you get like a, a, a launch and then it's like, okay, this is going to be going. And, you know, now today, it's been 10 seasons. Uh, the never-ending zombie story is truly continuing to go and will ultimately end as we know, but still pretty cool. Pretty cool. And this pilot really pulls that hook. Um, I think this is a fantastic pilot episode um, and makes you want to watch more. So that's excellent. My second highlight is Lenny James plays Morgan and he's in episode one with Rick and he's fantastic in this. He's really, really good. And I think really good, especially for being a guest starring character kind of thing, you know, like he's, he's not regularly billed on the series. He doesn't show up again in season one. Um, and he doesn't show up during season two. He does show up later on, but he doesn't show up for a long time. Um, and to get someone of such high caliber who was so good in the one episode they were in kind of thing is super impressive. And I'm really glad that he comes back later on, as I mentioned. Uh, I'm glad that happened. It's good that Walking Dead was able to get him back, that he was available, um, and that his character is uh, important and useful in The Walking Dead going forward. Uh, But really great, really great stuff here. Um, Yeah, really, really pulled that off. That stood out quite a lot. Um, My third highlight is the Vatos were a cool surprise. Um, The Vatos are a group that Rick encounters, um, and they look like they're a gang, and they're trying to take guns that Rick dropped uh, in Atlanta when he, like, came in on his horse and all the chaos ensued. His guns get left there, and so Rick and friends go to get them, but uh, the Vatos end up stealing them, and you end up in, like, a a hostage situation that Rick has one of the Vatos held hostage, the Vatos have Glenn held hostage, and there's, you know, posturing and shit-talking and stuff like that, and it's like, well, if you don't give us our guy, you're gonna we're going to kill you, or we're going to kill your guy, or, you know, we can all die right here, all that kind of stuff. And what you end up finding out is that the Vatos are actually taking care of a nursing home that uh, the leader of the Vatos, uh, Guillermo, he worked as a janitor at this old folks home and his friend Felipe worked as a nurse there. And when the world went to shit, all the providers and everyone just fucking left and were like, see ya, uh, old people. And the Vatos were like, no, we can't leave them here. That's wrong. And then as time goes, they're like, Friends from the neighborhood show up and end up kind of being able to build sort of a, a gang to protect the old folks' home. And I thought that was a really cool uh, trick uh, on how that would look. You know, you'd think it would be like, okay, they're going to fight uh, this gang or something and, and anything like that. And they, they, they flipped it. It was, no, that these people are actually good people doing something honorable. Um, and that's that's pretty cool. 
to see. I liked that quite a lot. And I wish that we saw them again. Um, you only see them for the one episode. Uh, I think in season two, there's maybe a deleted scene where you find that their camp's been uh, overrun and everyone's dead. But it never made it into the show and you don't see it. So um, I would say it's sort of not canon because um, it didn't actually happen quite. But um, <laughs> I like them. I thought they were cool. And it would have been cool even to have some of the Vatos like, join up with Rick's group or something, but they were a cool surprise. I, I really enjoyed that and thought that was cool. Uh, highlight number four is the walker attack at the fish fry is pretty intense. So this happens, uh, the group is like having a fire and a, and like a, a small horde kind of comes upon the group and chaos ensues. They're not very good at fighting still they were unsuspecting of it and you see a lot of red shirts go down but you also see amy die who is uh andrea's sister you see jim get bit who uh has had like a decent side role going on at this point and you know rick and friends uh who were in a, in atlanta on a run show up sort of just in time to help uh put down the walkers but it's still a mess, and uh, that that was big. That was like your, I, I think your first big time of the walkers tearing through your people, your group getting the like losing people, all of that. And you're like, okay, this can get really overwhelming really fast. Um, that your group can just get taken down. Uh, this is um okay highlight number five. I liked this uh, glimpse of kind of the fall of the world where Shane goes back to the hospital to get Rick while Rick's in a coma. You get a flashback of this happening and Shane's walking the hospital and it's total fucking chaos. You see uh, soldiers lining up patients and just gunning them down in the hallway. It, it, it's totally insane. Shane tries to like carry Rick and... Uh, Rick is just not waking up. You know, Shane's like, wake up, come on, man, wake up. Nothing's happening. You hear kind of an explosion overhead. The building sort of shakes and the power goes off and Rick's um, heart monitor machine like turns off and Shane like puts his head down on Rick's chest and he's like, I think you're probably dead. See you, man. Like, uh, and you know, I've got to go. And so as Shane's leaving, he like sees the chaos going on and he just pushes a gurney in front of the uh in front of Rick's door, shuts the door and puts that in front of it and he sees walkers start to trail in and attack the soldiers. And uh, you know, it's crazy and Shane Shane fucks off. Um this is crazy. It, it's super wild and I'd really really like to see more media that's actually set during the fall of society. This like this instance like the government turns its back on the people, um, people trying to figure it out, people not knowing what's going on and getting infected, all, all of that stuff. Because you don't really see this part. You tend to see what happens afterwards. Like, uh, obviously, The Walking Dead then picks up, you know, six weeks later or whatever it is, um, or 28 days later, you know, it's it's after the infection's been going for a month, D different things like that. Usually you pick up and you find that the world's deserted, there's dead people, 
you know, all of that stuff, but you don't usually get to see society collapse as it happens. And I think that would be really nice to, like, it would be good to see, uh, just because you don't see it that often. Fear the Walking Dead, I know, tried to do it, but even that only lasted a little while, and they didn't do it as much as I would have liked, personally. I think they could have or should have done more. But I, I think it'd be really interesting. I guess there's not, like... Maybe there's not a lot of story or good character development to do, and maybe that's why it doesn't happen. But I think just that chaos is really, I don't know, would be interesting to see. I just, I just thought of this right now, but um, the show 24, even if you got like a 24 uh, type of thing, but it's like the first day when the world's falling apart and you see the main character changing hour by hour as to how they have to act because the world's destroying like falling apart around them i think that'd be really interesting i don't know who would make something like this but i, I would like to experience it and i guess also if i'm wrong and there are um media examples of those like early days of society falling apart i'd love to hear them so definitely send them my way um okay highlight number six uh this is uh i liked at the end of the season where they go to the cdc I thought this was a cool idea, and it worked out for me. I think the idea of, like, oh, somewhere safe, like the CDC, makes sense. It's it's the government. Um, the CDC's, like, they work with medicine. Maybe there's a cure they could have going. Maybe, um, yeah, it's a cure. All, all of that stuff. And they get there, and, you know, the CDC's on the way out. There's only one guy left. All of that, but I, I and it, it makes sense why they have to ultimately move on. It made a lot of sense to me and worked. Um, what I didn't like with the CDC is at the end with the Andrea and Dale stuff, which is the CDC is going to self-destruct. It's um, run out of uh, air and I don't know different things to be able to keep the CDC secure, and so it ultimately has a self-destruct that will happen and in this time Andrea's in a bad place her sisters died kind of realizing this world is bleak I don't want to be a part of it anymore and so she goes to stay inside and Dale is like no you can't like stay inside you need to keep living and she's like no I don't want to and so he's like okay fine I'm gonna stay with you then and so ultimately she relents and they both leave um, and escape the CDC just before it explodes. Um, I didn't like that. I didn't think that was good um, for, I think, either of their characters. It, it feeds into like their um, tension in Season 2, but I, I don't think Dale should have done that. Um, and I, I don't know if it even makes sense for his character since he tries to be like the moral center a lot later on and this seems more just manipulative it seems like andrea should have if she was gonna stay maybe had a change of heart and like runs out at the last second and they make it and people are relieved and maybe dale's even like man i thought you gave up on us and you know something like that i think that would have maybe been better um but yeah i wasn't a big fan of that part i didn't like that uh okay highlight number seven uh, something that's really good in this first season is that the devastation is shown super well. 
that uh, the world's decaying, that uh, people are doing poorly. You, you get the, I mentioned earlier, wanting to see the collapse of society like in real time. You miss that, but you certainly get to see the after effects of it. Um, so in the first episode, Rick is trying to go to Atlanta. He ultimately stumbles upon a farmhouse where he gets a horse. And when he's there, uh, he finds that everyone in the farmhouse has killed themselves. Uh, they're all dead on the couch and have shot themselves and stuff. And you're like, okay, that that's something people did. And um, you get uh, another variation of this in the forest. Um, they find a guy who had hung himself and... I think he'd gotten bit, and so he hung himself so that he wouldn't come back as a walker. Um, unfortunately, he still was a walker there. Um, so, yeah, a, a big mess. Um, also, the traffic jam coming out of Atlanta, seeing that when Rick you know, rides his horse into Atlanta on uh, the one side of the highway, and you see the other one just filled with cars. It's just stuck. Cars as far as you can see, and that just knowing, like, Everyone was just stuck here trying to leave, but they were all stuck. And then presumably the zombies came and killed them all. Um, so this devastation in this is really good. It looks, it feels devastated. It's just very there. Um, okay, highlight number eight. Um, I'm really that the walkers aren't the way they were in season one. Um, the walker rules in season one uh, suck, in my opinion. Uh, you see things like the walkers running, um, which you never see really after season one. But in season one, you see them run. Specifically, there's a part where uh, Rick and Glenn are trying to run to uh, get like a U-Haul to be able to help the group break out of where they're stuck from. And while they're going... Uh, they've got uh, zombie guts on them so the zombies can't smell them and then it starts raining so the guts fall off and so Rick and Glenn have to run towards the fence and what you end up seeing is the walkers running behind them and Rick Rick and um, Glenn jump the fence and then you see some of the walkers actually even try to jump the fence themselves I think one of them does it and that's not a thing in The Walking Dead at all except in season one and I'm really glad about that I hate that in this season, if the walkers are, um, I don't know, as skilled as they may have been as people, um, they run. There's another part in that same episode where uh, Rick and the gang are uh, locked in a department store, kind of like a Macy's. And so there's like the front door, it's like, you know, glass, um, a glass door and then like another glass door with like a little gate thing behind it and there's a point where a couple of the walkers have big rocks that they're kind of hitting the glass with and again i'm so glad that's not here it never shows up i think even outside of that episode um i don't know who let these extras do this uh or why why it was a thing but like the zombies using tools again not a fan of that at all um and then lastly, uh, you have Morgan's wife as a walker. She's walking out there, and she walks in t up to the house that uh, they were staying in before she got bit and turned, and she tries to turn the doorknob with her hand, uh, but the door's locked in Canton, and then she, like, meanders away. 
again, I don't like any of that stuff. I'm so glad that uh, The Walking Dead changed in that. I'm not a fan of zombies in that way. I think the way The Walking Dead ultimately does zombies, which is sort of uh, slow, meandering, attracted to noise, kind of don't, like primitive and just eat whatever's in front of them sort of thing. I'm much bigger fan of that, um, in this show at least. Um, I think in movies, different ones are fine. I like the fast zombies in 28 Days Later. Um, I could even get into zombies evolving or be a little more, but then I'd want them to always be able to do that. Like, um, it, it seems like here they just sort of were changing the zombies to fit to make different tension. And I don't like that. I think that the zombies need to be consistent in what they can do. Um, okay, highlight number nine. Seeing uh, young Glenn here was really nice. Um, he's innocent uh, more so, I would say. Um, and he's like funny, which I'd, I'd kind of forgotten about. Uh, but he's a pretty funny character early in the show. Um, but he's also brave that he's dependable, that, um, he, like, he's the one who rescues Rick out of the tank, um, all, all of those things. And so you see, uh, I, I just remembered stuff about Glenn that I'd kind of forgotten. I think that I was, I'm more familiar with later season Glenn where he's, um, he, he's still good, but he's a lot more competent and stuff like that. And maybe not as funny and things like that. So it was really nice just seeing this old Glenn and, um, I don't know how endearing and how much of a favorite he uh, was for people. Uh, that was really nice. And then my final highlight is, highlight number 10, is it's funny going back and seeing Daryl as sort of this asshole side character and as like a really deep side character. Uh, in watching this, the thing that really struck me was both of these people probably could have just been killed off this season and it wouldn't have even been that crazy. Um, neither of them had moments where they were specifically in danger of dying that I remember, but just that they were periphery enough characters that, you know, you could have just given Daryl a hero's death in, you know, episode five or something like that, or Carol could have gotten killed at the fish fry. You know, you, you could have just killed these characters off and it would have been like, oh man, they were really cool for their couple, ep or they were cool for their couple episodes, or whatever. Like, it could have been really small and like that. And it's crazy to see where they are now as like the faces of the show, two of the most competent characters, the um, two of the more complex characters, especially Carol, seeing her evolution over the show, different things like that. Um, so it was wild to see where they were and then where they are now. Now they're um, essential. To the show. I don't know if you'd have the show without them today, um, but here they were so small that, um, you know, you could have just had them die instead of Jim or something like that, and maybe Jim continued on longer uh, or whatever. So th it's kind of crazy to see. Um, that, that, that was wild to watch, um, and I'm really glad with everything that's happened with them, but it was kind of crazy to look back and see. Okay, so those are my 10 highlights, and then I have kind of three uh, little summary awards, so to speak, that I would give. So first one is, what was the best episode this season? Um, it's the pilot. It's Days Gone By. That's the first episode. Uh, if you were going to go back and watch episodes, and you only wanted to watch one, I would 100% watch that one. But I would also advise, just watch the full season. It's worthy. 
it's only six episodes. Uh, it does a good job of setting up kind of everything for the show. Uh, and is good TV. It, it's, it's a really good season. Um, you know, the things I didn't like aside, it, it's, a, it's a strong season. And uh, yeah, very worthy of watching. Okay, uh, my next award is the season MVP. So who's kind of the most important character of the season, whose performances stood out to me, uh, all of that sort of stuff. And I think for this season, it most certainly has to be Rick. Rick is uh, key to this show. I think that if you started watching this show and you don't like Rick, I don't think you'd like watching the show since the show is so much about him. It's about Rick for uh, for the most part, I would say, and then Rick's friends as it goes. But, you know, it begins with him. I mean, he's the only main character, really, in episode one on a quest to find his family. And then he finds his family, and it's okay. How can I keep my family safe? And that really sets us up. Um, so, yeah, Rick's my MVP. Super important to the series. And to this season, especially. Um, and then, lastly, my kind of overall impression of the season... Uh, this is a successful season. Um, I would say that the goal of your pilot and then also really the goal of this season is, hey, it's this new show called Walking Dead. They're trying to survive. Um, what's that going to look like? Reuniting Rick, Rick unit, reuniting with his family, all of that stuff. And it all makes you want more. Um, super successful. Uh, I would say it does what it should, um, you know, commercially, you know, Walking Dead is still here now, but story-wise too, is okay, I want more. What what else happens in this world? Who else will we meet? How how can they survive? Is there a safe place? You know, all, all of that stuff. And you also, like, you meet characters, you set things up, you, you kind of have an idea of, okay, this is Rick's group, here's different dynamics involved with different ones of them. Um, and, and really that's your, that, that's sort of your season and it says, okay, come back for season two. This is what we've got. Um, so yeah, I would say good season, very much so worth watching. If you were gonna, uh, do, do some rewatching season one is certainly worthy of your time and is good stuff. Cool. Uh, that is all my thoughts on season one of The Walking Dead. If you have uh, thoughts on it, I'd love to hear them. My Twitter's at StoryEverPod. Please dialogue with me there. Uh, I, yeah, I'd love to keep talking about uh, the show I enjoy. If you've got uh, thoughts on what you'd like these episodes to look like, uh, that would be cool. Love to hear them. Um, if you want more, that would be good to know or, uh, yeah, any of that. So thanks so much for hanging out and uh, see you next time.